Probably science. I am your host, Andy Wood. I would be joined normally by either Matt Kirshen or Brooks Whelan or sometimes Jesse Case, uh, but sometimes it doesn't that doesn't work out. Matt is out of town. Um, had planned on having Brooks Whelan, the the original third host, uh, come and join me today, but I got a text just a few minutes ago that said, and I hate to throw you under the bus, Brooks, but you did it to me. So it said, uh, can't can't drive. Got dunk in the park, which I'm assuming is the word drunk with a missing R. So. I hope you're enjoying yourself, Brooks. Uh, luckily, I have two very capable guests here to join me who were at, both at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival last weekend. From Chelsea Lately, April Richardson's here. Yes. Yes. Sorry that you had to settle for two ladies. <laughs> Sorry about it. And from Mr. Show and actually my boss at uh, Love You Meet It with Whitney Cummings, the very lovely Karen Kilgariff. Hello. I wish I was drunk at the park right now. Yeah, I want to be drunk at a park. I, I want to be a hobo be... like Brooks Whelan. Uh, yeah, you do need to mention it's also like 7.30 p.m. <laughs> yeah. on a Monday. <laughs> and he works, so he would have had yeah. to have been rushing. <laughs> the drinking would have been competitive. Right. Would have been... He ran out of work. He clocked out. Across the street to the park. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> There's no time to waste. And within just minutes snatched, became Barney from The Simpsons. Yeah, snatched a brown paper bag out of a person totally. who was just living in the parks. Totally. Hand. Fingerless gloves. Going yeah. for it on a Monday. Good work, Brooks. More Good on you. Good on you. That's okay, though, because actually he wasn't at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival last weekend. All three of us were. So we, we are uniquely qualified to talk about a lot of things that happened that weekend, including the uh, the, the elephant in the room. <laughs> the <laughs> Last week's episode with Peter Serafinowicz and Gallagher. Yeah. You guys were in the audience for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we were. Right next to each other. First of all, I feel like I should apologize to the listeners because I think Matt and I were not on top of our game. I mean, it was a long weekend and I I was working on the festival. So that was the fourth day of a four-day event. So I was pretty beat. We didn't have great topics picked out. We weren't Don't at hundred percent. I disagree. I disagree too. Said that, but I w- I was I will say as an audience member, I was texting you. I was bummed you didn't have your phone because there are a few times I texted you things to. I was like, please say this to him, like especially when he got into the thing about how you, I don't know, essentially wanted to build a moat between here and Mexico or whatever. <laughs> and I was texting you like, please ask him how this is going to affect like watermelon crops or whatever, like watermelon <laughs> imports. But you didn't have your phone on. So. But I thought you guys were very. I was impressed because April and I. We're standing in the back we were both getting super pissed and yeah. kind of heckly when i get that mad stuff just comes out of my mouth yeah yeah um and i can't control myself but you guys were the picture of like um equanimity i don't know what the correct yeah. word is but it's it was that true, thing though. where they were like well that's an interesting idea right. and then like moving on or right. whatever the more he was just so unreasonable and ridiculous yeah and instead of being baited or hooked or anything you guys were just like all right we're still hosting this yeah, yeah. you're still moving trying on. to yeah. like steer it to sign absolutely because it had it been me i'd have been like what the fuck are you talking yeah, about you're blathering like, yeah. grandpa shut yeah. the fuck up yeah. i mean i right. they think that is what i was saying to yeah. you and chip in the back because yeah it was i mean when there was one thing that one of you brought up and someone he immediately took this very extreme racist stance that was ridiculous and someone i maybe it was peter serafinowicz who said like well i don't know about that and he before the person it was either peter or you Uh before the person got an actual opinion out or a statement to be refuted gallagher was immediately going that's what you liberals always do it was just (laughs) like he had these ridiculous kind of quote-unquote republican replies to things that were these accusations except for no one had stated a fact yet or an opinion yet 
it was just it was that's what was making me crazy it was it was almost like watching a crazy person go through these motions but getting all his cues wrong yeah <laughs> right. he's he had these prepared crazy person talking points but like they needed different triggers to get into them he's like well i'll just go into this anyway yeah i'll just argue the first two words out of someone's mouth oh yeah. totally yeah because it was it was either that it was either that's what you literally say or it's like you're trying to step on my freedom of speech or whatever <laughs> when it was it was like nobody's thing. telling yeah. you you can't say this is what not you're censorship. saying this is not yeah. a first amendment disagreeing issue. Yeah. with you is not censoring you. Not yeah. liking something someone says is a far cry yeah, from yeah, saying yeah. you don't have a right to say I mean, it. to right. me, he's just a total... Okay, uh, yeah, he's just... He's like a get off my lawn guy, but to other races instead of little kids or whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's gotten to that, like, old, gr- like, he clearly is a racist and terrible, but he's just like an old, grumpy yeah, dude yeah. who. Who still had some zingers. Like, I keep defending him. I don't know why. Uh, I, I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know. I guess because. I don't remember a single zinger, by the way. <laughs> well, because I don't think he, I felt like he wasn't in control of those zingers. Yeah. It would come out and be funny, but it didn't seem like this was some kind of prepared, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, when he claimed to invent splashing, I admit oh I laughed out loud. Oh, totally. But I don't think he knew why that was so funny. Like, it was this thing of, like, Orca didn't have anything on me. And I could see where that would be a bit someone wrote out of, like, I'm yeah, the king of that's splashing. that's an intentional. Yeah. yeah but, but at that point, he was so irritated and so fighty and, like, just such a crabby old man. That exactly. It, the delivery, it was funny because he was saying it defensively. It was no longer a joke that he wasn't driving is yeah. what it felt like to me. Yeah. And he was so, I mean, look. I like my racism to be polite. You know what I'm saying? Like, let everybody know. No, but it's, and it, especially the contrast between him and Peter. Peter, like, the most pleasant, polite, British. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he just he just came across as even more terrible. And the way that he was, I couldn't deal with him getting so angry whenever Peter got a laugh. Like, that was my thing when I was like, I'm sorry that he's killing it and that's making you madder. Yeah, yeah. he was upset. I think he didn't realize we were going to have a fourth guest. Uh, and, and I want to explain to the listeners, I know it was a bit of stunt casting to have Gallagher on. We even mentioned it on the episode before he was on it and asked the listeners to tweet about whether we should... We said, this is an option. We can have Gallagher on. Should we do it? I was like, well, of course you should. And obviously it was a ratings grab and the numbers were big and stuff, but I just want people to know I was not hoping for controversy i would have been happy with just having isn't it crazy we have gallagher here and we just do a normal show and he's riffing with us and whatever so oh and i think that's how the audience felt like i definitely went down there to see you guys talk to the quote-unquote gallagher the way i thought he was going to be which would be your standard like crabby old republican comic like that's fine obviously he can have you know do all those things but instead he was like it was that but then it seemed like he was super high and he and he started smug like he started even before peter got laughs he was already kind of like you kids don't know anything and it's like how about you shut the fuck up and just say hi how are you first (laughs) and like let it develop into something but it was almost like he was forcing this crabby kind of I mean, even when he was late he was late getting there and that was an immediate like oh this i was on the sidewalk and i do this and that like yeah, like him like waltzing in late was just an immediate like, oh, he's going to be a rude asshole be, like the whole it's time. It's going to be a rough road ahead. Yeah. Well, because you don't want to see someone like that acting like a diva. Like you don't want to see someone famous and awesome acting like a diva, much less a straight up has been racist oh, watermelon oh, smashing no. stand up <laughs> comic. Sorry. No, no, no. It's I still true. feel I still but, feel bad because like his manager is a friend of mine who hooked this all up and had him on the things. At but the, there's no but way he like, isn't aware of, of what's course. going and he on. Wanted, he saw he, it. He, yeah, he saw it, and he g- definitely gave you know read him the riot act after that appearance and before he went on Paul Goebel's show. And then on Paul Goebel's show, he was 
great. He was charming. He was funny. He didn't go into any of the direction. He's like, you can't, you can't go down these roads. Like, even if you want to talk about race, just tell yourself this is I not a topic anybody's discussing. It, even point. if you want to call the president a latte, isn't that what he <laughs> oh, called him? Yeah. Well, he specifically yeah. made a point of being like our half black president or whatever. I mean, what was most baffling to me is no matter what you guys, he it had nothing to do with anything. Like, it wasn't even remotely. I mean, you guys yeah, would literally yeah, yeah. be like, so how about supernovas? And then he's like, well, about Mexicans. And it's like, yeah. ah, okay, that is exactly. zero I wanted to talk about he's what he did before comedy. He just always aggressively steered it that way. Yeah, because well, he was an engineer, and I exactly. wanted to hear about that stuff. So. But anyway. it seemed like he was taking that engineer position. And that remember that whole thing of, <laughs> like, and what are they powered by? Photons? Or whatever that stupid Q&A yeah. fake kind of, like, quiz. that, And no one would answer him. Yeah. That's my favorite part is, like, he kept presenting it in this incredibly condescending like how do well how do your precious cell phones work and it's like first of all what's the tone of voice about right, right. and yeah. secondly no one gives a shit about whatever this quiz is because clearly it's a trap of some kind yeah, yeah. So right. no one's going to answer you sincerely it, the tone of voice is like everyone's the biggest asshole dad in the world oh, totally like, do you think you should have mowed the lawn like it was that <laughs> thing and that's what was getting me so tense obviously i mean i had also stayed up till five in the morning three nights in a row so right, right. everybody had that kind of rawness about them but it was like he came out of the gate a not making sense and b being condescending about the nonsensical bullshit that he was babbling <laughs> right like he was gonna trap you guys because he was so much smarter than the other three people on the panel oh uh, yeah, yeah that was the entire yeah that was the complete tone of it is that he's like deigning to be there with you guys like you three fools who like don't know all the shit he knows yeah oh, it was told that was absolutely yeah. the overall tone of it which again, I should have I should have predicted, but uh, it, it was. I mean, you knew he wasn't. You knew he was going to be at bare mins. He was going to be unpleasant. Like you clearly, yeah. you did know yes. that. Yeah, but I mean, I also when I listened to him on Mark Maron's podcast, what, what pissed me off most was I think Maron was needling him on these points. He, he knew he wasn't going to go anywhere with, and I just I wished I could have heard the. Have you guys heard that episode when he finally walks off? No, no. Because yeah, like Gallagher keeps calling him out on these things where it's like. Yes, that is a preposterous thing you said, but wouldn't you rather get a full interview and just let that part go to get to the story? Because there's a story behind there that's interesting. Like, I want to hear if there is an unfiltered, unedited version of the Gallagher story. I want to hear it, you know, because it's got to be an interesting story. Like, he's had a crazy career. Like, it was, right. he was huge. He was like maybe the biggest comic in the world at one time. Right. And, you know, tons of these specials and. I don't know. So anyway, apologies to any listeners who were super bummed by that, but it seems like people seem to like it. So I guess... Well, isn't that kind of like what podcasting's all about yeah, is a little drama and a little of bit of like yeah, yeah. conflict and stuff like that. Yeah. My only worry when I was watching it, though, just knowing Peter is I was just a bit... I was just like, oh, I hope he doesn't think that you guys had him there to be like the nice guy to Gallagher's asshole. Or like, like you surprising know him because like, Peter didn't really know who Gallagher yeah, was. So no, yeah. it wasn't like it was mainly just like he changed his flight. He was going to be there another day, and I was like, "Well, we'd be crazy not to try to have sure. him on because when's the next time he'll be in the states?" And it would have. So. It's kind of a shame. Like, of course, again, it's like it's Gallagher. You know, something's going to happen. But like, right. yeah, it would have been such a great, even if it would have been played straight, because you have a guy who he did have a genuine back. He was an engineer and whatever, and paired with a guy who has made a, a part of his career making <laughs> fake up fake science, science yeah. stuff. It would have been yeah. fantastic to have you know, them stay on topic, I guess. But. It was actually kind of funny, too, to see between Gallagher and Peter. Peter was like the complete bell of the ball at that comedy yeah, fest. I mean, yeah. everyone was straight up in love with him. Yeah. And so it was like, how dare you 
you talk this way to our precious See, son exactly. was kind of the feeling. Everybody, yeah, he's riding high on this way yeah. of goodwill. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, then it's like shitty grandpa comes in and is like, you don't know what anything. <laughs> totally. and, and, and Peter Servin is just kind of like, I don't know who you are. I don't know yeah. why you're talking this totally. way. Like, it was hilarious. Yeah. But I can't, that was almost the perfect pair. Oh, exactly. Yeah, him yeah. being like the voice of reason to, yeah, yeah, totally. And there's just a beautiful British man in a leather yeah. jacket. Yeah, he was like 6'10". Like, <laughs> yeah! And, Charm and, pants. And the picture somebody snapped, I think it was Stephen Bennett, listener Stephen Bennett, he got the perfect eye roll. Where you I saw that. It's like, it's like Peter's eyes are entirely white. Like he has no pupils. <laughs> Sitting next to Gallagher. It's so uh, good. Yeah. So that was that. Well, anyhow, so before we get into stories in the podcast, we always ask our guests uh, what science background they have, if any. Most of the time, it's not much. And April's already gone through all this. That's one of the... Uh, this is also Karen's first trip to the house here, so she's still... It's gorgeous. The lay of the land. <laughs> <laughs> Strange animals around. Um, so April's already told us about this on episode... One of the first ones. I think episode maybe eight or nine, but um, yeah. what is your science background, if any? Um, I was a theater major. Mm. Yeah, so <laughs> just Did simply you have to take, none. But even in <laughs> high school, junior high, any memories of yeah, don't good be, or I've bad? I openly talked about how I failed every science class. Yes, I, th- um, I liked biology, but I tried to take chemistry junior year, which was what kind of like AP students did. Mm-hmm. And my chemistry teacher from the get-go, because I went to a tiny school, so my chemistry teacher um, was married to my algebra teacher from freshman year or sophomore year, and he was like, "You failed algebra. You you can't take chemistry." And I was like, "I can. <laughs> I can do whatever and, uh, I put my mind to." And I actually the first test in chemistry I did, I think I got a B plus or an A minus. It wasn't bad, but then he fought me so hard, like you shouldn't be in this class. Wow. Which of course, when you do that to me, I'm like, "Well, then I'm in, I'm here for the long haul." Yeah. And then of course I completely failed because it, it I just did not lock into what he was talking about at all. I had no aptitude for it. Mm-hmm. Also, it's hard. Wanted... It's hard as it's shit. Really so hard. Also, like I just couldn't. That's why I failed it because it's super hard. I just didn't get it in any yeah. way. Like neither did I. It was just yeah. No I... shit. I failed chemistry with like a forty. Like that was my <laughs> final grade. Like a F minus. Yeah, I think I finally just dropped out the way he told me I should. But I thought it was shitty because I felt like I I had that kind of. Um, ABC after school special I can do anything thing and right. this is like this teacher that's like you simply you cannot do this, do this. I was like great this. this is the way we'll start that's right. Catholic school in a nutshell oh wow for me so anyway was yeah. that the last science class you've taken in your life that you can remember was that chemistry class yeah for you sure didn't, you, it never came up again you didn't have to your parents weren't ever trying to push you into it or anything or? no Whose parents make them t- <laughs> not, you have to take I'm extra science classes <laughs> what that's no, too but bad you that's know what I really like thing that's encouraged I got into um, when I was like 25 and I don't know what the, if this was like a cultural thing or whatever, but that's when, um, uh, what's it called? Quantum physics started to get popular, which I don't know if that's even a real science or if that's like yeah, woo woo science. Well, it's, I think it's, it's, it's a real thing, but I think it gets applied to things that it should, like, I think some like sort Bigfoot. of new agey people can use it to justify all kinds of like, you ever heard of Ramtha? No. Is that like a secret thing where like you're magnetizing? No, it was this character. This woman claimed she could channel um, this man named Ramtha who lived in Atlantis. uh, (laughs) uh, One second. Jay-Z Knight is her real name. Um, Judy Zebra Knight. Oh, Zebra. Oh, my God. Zebra is We're still talking about science? Anyway, this is all all tying into quantum physics because there's a movie that came out when I was living in Portland called What the Bleep Do We Know? Have you heard of that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And she's one of... they, They have... 
talking heads and throughout the whole movie they don't give credits underneath their, their faces they just talk so you think oh everyone in here is equally credible yeah and like some of them are actual professors of quantum physics and mechanics and things and 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 one of them is this woman is Ramtha, and at the end they show it's Ramtha. Like, what is this? And it's like, oh, she was this character on TV, uh, not even a character. She was claiming she actually was channeling, channeling this person. person from Atlantis. So <laughs> she was using quantum physics to justify all kinds of bullshittery in that movie. But sorry, what no, were you no, no. Well, I mean, I think that's the type of interest I had was the what do we the blue do we know style. <laughs> if you sing to a glass of water, it'll yes, take the, the molecules shapes. of water change. If oh, you're God. angry when you're holding this water and then you drink it, it's that it's all that kind of stuff. So I will always hook into any any kind of mysterious, um, Fake you know, pseudoscience. Exactly, it, and any non math based science. It's more of like feeling science <laughs> right. or like aspirational science. That's what I like. Is the that, science of the secret. Yes, yeah. <laughs> or or the science like of um like i'll watch ancient aliens if i can't nice. find anything else any kind of that um hypothetical science yes what if that happens what if, what yeah. if hitler had won you never know what yeah. if he'd won <laughs> what if over it, suicide i don't what, what if, if hitler winning? had won had taken over Win, the world won what contest like, uh, the the contest of world war ii <laughs> game of it poker was a big decided one. the outcome of the war <laughs> You just said Hitler, like in particular. Just, it just him. sounds like. Yeah. Oh, what if the Nazis? What if uh, the, what if the Allies had not won? And uh, whatever, isn't that what the, isn't that the whole History Channel is like aliens? And what if the Nazis had won? Yes, it is. Isn't that the whole network now? And then like the Bio channels haunted things and girls getting <laughs> murdered. Every I love how all cable channels are getting boiled down to like their two topics. Oh, it, like, to- it totally is. And TLC is like hoarders and eating and, gross shit. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I want to learn about eating gross shit and not it's throwing things channel. away. Learning. How yeah. are the people that eat dryer sheets? How do they live? <laughs> Thank you. I thank you. I think I this keeps me awake at night. It doesn't yeah. make sense. I do bits. Cheesy yes. potatoes. Because I did the cheesy potatoes. Later. <laughs> cheesy, That's what cheesy potatoes. Cheesy I potatoes. used cheesy potatoes as an excuse the other day. Scotty Landis invited me to uh like to hang a party at his house. It wasn't even a party. It was just like we're hanging out having beers and I wrote back, "Sorry, I'm too cheesy potatoes." <laughs> oh, that that's your excuse to not go to the sometimes I can't leave the house because I feel so gross about myself and she's the cheesy potatoes lady embodies every oh, totally. way I feel about myself but my she's favorite. shameless this is a woman who has one of the episodes of TLC's crazy what's it called Ang- I think, my uh, strange addiction it's my either strange... my strange addiction or they have one called freaky eaters freaky, freaky, I don't remember eaters, which that's ep- right. which because she's similar. only eating cheesy potatoes which is not a term <laughs> or a dish like, it's a term well, she well that made was up. my she thing in my it's like a baby term yeah because yeah, I talk about how it's like you can call them potatoes au gratin like we're all adults that's right yeah now he gives it a little bit of class. But, <laughs> but um, since she's three years old, only cheese and potatoes. Yeah, and together. so I don't understand how she's, oh, she's alive. alive. She's and then married. I watched an episode where a lady ate Comet, ate like toilet cleaner oh. Comet. Yeah, th- it doesn't make sense. I, so not only that she's a lot like how, that. I re- if I drink a coffee that's slightly too hot, I'm like, oh, my God, I need an esophagus <laughs> transplant. But this lady's downing toilet cleaner and is like, all good. And then oh. she goes to the dentist and the dentist is like, oh, I've got to yank all of your teeth. And she starts crying like, why? And the no. Like, probably because you're eating toilet cleaner. That's probably. Yeah, exactly. And if you go next door to the tongue doctor, he's going to need to cut that out. Yeah. Like, the whole thing is not working. But the working. level of, like, the lady was so shocked. Like, I can't believe this. And can you not really believe yeah. it? Because you're eating ammonia every day. Like, you know, you're too Like, steel. I can, you, like, touching it freaks me yeah. out. Exactly. And she, she, did she say she literally only eats that? No, no, no. I, I mean, it's more of an appetizer. Yeah, <laughs> she sprinkles it maybe on her food. Yeah, yeah I don't know. The comet lady like would Sensa. totally be dead. <laughs> 
cheesy potatoes, though, I want to talk about cheesy her. Potatoes. That's not science it's at all. Potatoes. Potatoes. Oh, and in that, she, they have a scene, you know, where she, her husband is making normal food for dinner, and, like, she gags at the sight of vegetables. Yeah. Gags, like, heaves they at made, the sight of vegetables. Remember the part where she's supposed to eat a little bit of salad, and she's and she, crying? She, like, oh. It's just, like, yes. everything. Yeah. It's just everything I fear about myself. And like, It's <laughs> just the grossest, sweatiest weirdo It's a terrible way to live, and yet... It's but I'm I really so don't. That's the only way to live. Is I'm that so, what you were going to say? I'm so close <laughs> to cheesy potatoes. They're delicious. I mean, I'll give her that. It's really as addictions go. That's a pretty good one. I mean, it's, it's, be- sure you it's better do... than the lady that's eating her say, couch. Yeah, yeah the couch. Like, She's eating an entire couch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So science, if you're out there, <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> science, please find out how somebody can live on couches and comment. Well, and also because you know, um, dryer. The lady that eats dryer sheets, which is also, I just want to talk about to her about like what's the appeal because yeah. they, they, it's not even comet at least it it's it like licamate or, or something yeah. yeah it's like this is just like paper dryer sheets sheets yeah it's dryer sheets it's like <laughs> does she get the dryer sheets um but also dryer sheets give you pancreatic cancer that's like a study that's been done i don't use oh like if you use them in the dryer really? oh yeah damn. because it blocks your sweat glands it blocks oh. your pores it's really bad for wait, you wait wait is that similar to that's like for like a little while, deodorant I believed that. that deodorant thing, and I stopped using any perspirant. I just used deodorant. Because al- somebody, in it? I just heard like rumor that the and aluminum in it causes it. Alzheimer's. Then it I does. looked it up, and there's no they studies. No? Well, I have no studies that show it. So, as a man of science, that's I'm, right. Because the Procter and Gamble people are keeping <laughs> yeah. those studies out. Business. Of, you know, deodorant. but also I do want to say that the lady who eats couches, I, my favorite part of hers is that she says she eats two couches a year. No, <laughs> that's totally true. Like love in a debt, like she's like. I eat like two couches a year. Like she, has, she, she budgets that into her. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. a long yeah. item on her time. Yeah, what can you write off? A, text, yeah. uh, a couch that you eat? Is that a write off? I don't know. Why. I don't, is food Food's a write off? Food's not a write off. That's a good How point. How is that? Yeah. Where are you can going you get with a, that? Per, a couch per diem if you're on a trip though? Like, <laughs> or you're on a set? Yeah. She's an actress? <laughs> if you have to travel far enough for a contract job, yeah. you can. Is there a Levitz around and... here anywhere? I'm, I'm going to need to pick some stuff up for my dressing room. I just go to a court rental place for lunch break. Yeah. Although rental doesn't work, does it? Yeah. No, the well, well, no, because what are you going to yeah. 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 Just buy it if yeah. you're going to eat it. Yeah. It's it's not worth the lease. If we teach you nothing else, listeners, it's that if you're going to eat couches, don't rent them. There's got to no. be some science shit going on with that. Well, I know that the disorder when you eat, you're, you have a compulsion to eat inedible things. It's called pica. My mom oh, was really? a psychiatric nurse, and so she always had these weird books around our house. Here's my science angle. Okay. Here, I'm going to claim this angle. <laughs> but she had weird books around our house, so like there'd be little, I picked up little bits and pieces of basically the uh, psychologicals. Science? Yeah. What's that called? Psychology, maybe. Yeah, yeah that's a good way to say it. Um, <laughs> so little, I have little bits and pieces of that, and she had this amazing um, first aid book that it's so 70s it had these in illustrations um with showing people like getting their arms or legs cut off like how to do a tourniquet or whatever but they were almost like the rat fink illustrations uh-huh. where that like people like a guy i remember staring at this picture it was like a guy that had his leg partially cut off and his eyes were like bugging out of his head and right. blood was going everywhere and it was in her nursing like textbook. an official yes in her capacity yeah yes. yeah it wasn't like was a it comic an acme book. nursing <laughs> textbook like, like, like an arc rum to keep on Wiley Coyote. Like he's getting a turn yeah. to get Keep on trucking through nursing school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. So that was kind of fascinating. My uncle was an orthopedic surgeon and I, I used to look through his books and yeah, be so grossed out at uh, descriptions. Like amp- it was, I can vividly picture it, like a picture of how to do a finger amputation. Ah, yeah. No way, dudes. Have you guys read the book Emergency? 
No. Mm-hmm. All it is is it's just a compilation of stories from emergency room doctors and nurses. Oh. You're not even fucking ready for what I'm about to fucking say. <laughs> Trump's all y'all, what all y'all just said. I'm getting a story ready and hoping it's going to Trump. Oh. Okay, well, this lady, this is straight in this book, true story from a doctor. A lady came into the emergency room having abdominal pains. Uh-oh. And was like, oh, my stomach really hurts, whatever. So they're like, okay, what's wrong? And she's like, well, I'm pregnant. And they're like, okay. And they go and look. And she thought she couldn't have kids. This is the story they found out later after they went looking. Uh, she couldn't have kids, so she thought that if she stuffed a chicken up inside of her, it would turn into a baby. <laughs> so she had shoved a chicken piece by piece inside of her stomach and then sewn her own vagina shut, no, so no, that it would no, take no. nine months and turn into a baby. The greatest, and it, so the greatest it had, story ever told. It had like rotted. <laughs> what the fuck? It had like rotted, so that's why they're like, uh, yeah. And, but she told them that, like, oh, I thought it was going to turn into a baby. Oh my! That's in that book, everybody. God. Read up. I'm getting that wow. book. It's Tomorrow. on my. Show. I'll let you borrow it. Jesus, I can't. I really thought I had a good one. And nope. it, it doesn't even. <laughs> no, nope. barely take one step. How long? That how long? Did, how long since she put it in? Did she go to the doctor finally? Um, I, I was going to say because if it's before that, <laughs> you got to be day. careful. Yeah, she's not going to get because if it's a preview, she has morals. If it's a preview, they have to put it under that KFC <laughs> heat lamp. Right? I think if it's six or no, seven. No, I'd have to read. I mean, I don't remember. I read this book like six or seven years ago, but I yeah. I mean, you know, is, it, this is a weird question. Do you know if it was cooked or raw? I don't. Because I, I immediately pictured a raw chicken. I was picturing right. a fr- already cooked. I don't know why. I, I, I don't know. I'd have to get the book. I don't remember those details. Equally gross either way. Sure. But, but Although, if it were raw, I feel like she'd be at the emergency room sooner than if it were cooked, right? right? Probably. I think. Either, it would get either way, foul. I would think a couple hours after putting it up there. You'd no, I mean, I think it had been like days or weeks. Yeah. I mean, it had been enough... T- I mean, there was so much going on because she had also sewn her own yeah, vagina shut with like a needle not and thread. Part of the process either. So yeah. it's like that's also going to happen. That infection's happening. It seems like there's lots of problems. There's lots yeah. of problems. So and sewn it shut. Mm-hmm. What about tape? <laughs> I mean, be reasonable. Like just, everybody yeah. else would just come on. Yeah, it's like that lady didn't know what she was doing. <laughs> it's so weird. What was she thinking? Yeah. <laughs> God. I, w- I want to hear yours though, Karen. Let's, well, even if it's not, even if it's not it. as good as I mean, a chicken, mine's I more of like, I thought you were just going to do the, and then his arm was totally off or whatever. No. <laughs> um, I've heard that, yeah. The, what, I mean, there's all those. But this was, my mom was on her way to work one morning, and she actually worked in a psychiatric hospital, and she um, came up on a car accident on the freeway before anybody got there. And so there was, a, like, one car was, you know, uh, the, both cars were pulled over to the side and the truck had flipped over once and the the uh, windshield was smashed in and whatever. And so my mom walked up to the truck and there's a man sitting in it still in the seatbelt or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was like, are you OK? You know, do you know your name? Do you know what day it is? And he was like, like totally responsive in all those ways. And she goes, OK, here's the thing. You were in a car accident, but you're OK. The people are on their way, whatever. And she's just kind of talking him through it. And she goes, do you have any pain? And he goes, I don't think I do. Although, and then as he's saying this, the whole time he was in profile to her, sitting there like kind of trying oh to, my God, oh my and God, then my he gosh. said, I do, my head does hurt a little bit. And he turned to look at her and he had a huge piece of glass sticking out of his forehead. <gasps> and so she had to keep her nurse face on while she was like, all right. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> um, oh, damn. And then she... Uh, was walking back to her car and she had her nurse's whites on and there was blood down the side of his truck door so she was walking back to her car with blood on the front of her whites and our family friend Ann Lily was driving up the freeway <laughs> so small town so 
and almost crashed her car seeing my mom it looked like my mom was staggering up the freeway oh, away, right, away like from post. a wreck right yeah yeah so then she pulled over and she was a nurse too but wow. it all turned out fine but yeah this guy had a humongous piece of glass embedded in his forehead I thought it was just gonna be Harvey Dent style it's, it's like oh, no I, did too. I totally at all. I totally thought you were gonna be like, he turned and his brains were falling out like I totally thought it was gonna be the like, imagination is so much better when you first started that I was like she's gonna have worms in her Stomach, or it's like I thought it was going to go in a in like a parasite direction. Right. The chicken well, might have had worms. It, I'm sure it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the end, that it makes did. Me feel yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it had everything. Well, this science. Point, science. We Hi, should science. actually get to. I do have a couple of science stories that were kind of interesting. Um, the first of which we've done a couple of stories about uh, test test. Um, if we ever go to Mars, they estimate the trip would take about 500 days. So they've done a couple of experiments. They've had people locked up in. Like there was a Russian parking garage where they locked people into this thing simulating a space capsule for 500 days just because like the human part of the trip can be a huge, in, in addition to all the things that can go wrong with the, the mission that's just technical. That's not very, they don't need to let that get out though because that's not very inviting. You're not going to tempt anybody into space if you're like, the thing that you got to use to get there is much like a Russian parking garage. <laughs> that's what you're going to be in for 500 days. You people ready? People want to do it. People want to do it. Yeah, I feel like if you want to go to space... The, the vehicle isn't going to bum you out, however you're getting there. Yeah. It's all about being there, right? But still, 500 days yeah. confined with the same people and not going crazy is a tall order. So they've done a b- bunch of these kind of tests just to I make sure. I hear astronauts it, are great people, though. <laughs> they're super, super solid. <laughs> I've talked about this before. I read the book, this book called Packing for Mars that I highly recommend that's about all those kind of things, like the human side of space travel. And yeah, it's super interesting. They have all these things they do. Like for Japanese astronauts, they have them do tests, like having them make a thousand cranes. They fold a thousand cranes to see how well they can do a task for a super long time. And like then they analyze the quality of them as, it, as time goes on to see if the first is way better than the last and to make sure they won't you know go crazy and they have to do tons of work. Anyhow, all this leads up to uh, that might have all been for nothing because it's a new kind of fuel that might make it possible to make the trip in 30 days. <laughs> Sorry, dudes who were in the Russian car park. Um, yeah, so using existing fuel, fuel cells, uh, rocket fuels, it's, it's nearly impossible for humans to explore much beyond Earth, said John Slough, a UW research professor of aeronautics and astronautics. Um, this is which UW? I'm not sure. Anyhow, some, some university that's a W. Um, <laughs> but they have a, a different kind of uh, propulsion, which is an FDR, fusion-driven rocket, which is a 150-ton system that uses magnetism to compress lithium or aluminum metal bands around a deuterium-tritium fuel pellet to initiate fusion. Of course, yes, of, of course. course. Yeah, I've of heard right. yeah, I know a lot, all about that. And the that. resultant microsecond reaction pr- forces the propellant mass out at 30 kilometers per second, which is crazy fast. And they'd be able to pulse that every minute or so and not cause too much G-force damage to the spacecraft and its occupants. Um, So, yeah, if they use this new technology, that trip could be scaled down to 30 days or so. Um, I'd like to quote the insane clown posse right now and say, magnets, how do they work? Because it's totally about magnets, right? Sort of, yeah. I'm not totally sure I understand it, but... um, It does sound like a miracle. (laughs) Sort of a miracle. Is it the hand of God? It's a little hand of God. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's magnetic. It's the good thing is it, it is magnetic. Ma- why can't I? <sighs> Magnetically controlled, which means there's very little wear and tear on the engines, and a pellet the size of a grain of sand would provide the same propellant as a gallon of conventional rocket fuel. Wow. So very little stuff. See the idea though of going into space 
makes me want to lose. I want to start screaming yeah. right now just talking oh, about never... it. I hate. I have zero interest. In, zero. I, interest. Like flying up to Portland was a bit too long for me. Like I just get super <laughs> in my get, head. No, I just drove a thousand miles yesterday. You have no sympathy for me. No, well, but, I got in at six a.m. today. But driving. Well, well, welcome <laughs> back. Um, driving's different though because you can pull over anytime you want. You can roll the window down. You can. Okay. When I, when I'm in like an enclosed canister. I just Gus has something to say about this. <laughs> Get in here, Gus. Um, it just ma- I just start to feel like I could go crazy. Yeah, yeah. Just know you have no choice. I have no you choice, have... and I hate I, ha- I hate that I have no choice. And if I start thinking about it too much, I feel like I could induce a panic attack. So I have to stop thinking about it and like do a crossword puzzle or whatever. But like if I start going like we're flying through the sky, we're in this canister, duh, 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 right, right. It's not about crashing. Yeah. It's about just being in there. Yeah, because you think about times you've just stayed in one place for hours. I know, but sitting in front of my a, laptop. Yeah, but then you yeah. had a choice, so it's not. So if you had to, if you had to go for thirty days, and you out, found somebody to not space? go crazy, yes. Who would? Can you think of? Are there two or three people in your life that you could oh. live in a capsule? Tom Hanks for thirty days. <laughs> yeah, I like you be able to hang out with Tom Hanks for thirty days. <laughs> um, the first person I thought of was Sam Rockwell because he was. <laughs> did you see that movie? Yeah, and I he knows what movie. he's doing. Moon. That movie's so great. By the way, if you liked it, don't go see Oblivion. Oh, oblivion. We saw that on the day Chip and I were trying to kill time before we took our flight. Our flight was at five. So we had to like all this time to kill yeah. in between when we woke up and hung out at Stumptown forever and then went uh, to take our flight. So we we're like, let's go see oblivion. Yeah. And I had kind of hopes because I watched some weird. Let's, wait, wait, I'm going to do a spoiler. So spoiler okay. alert. Fast forward two minutes if you don't want to hear about oblivion. Oh, yeah, that's okay. right. Go ahead. Um I had seen something that talked about the way they shot it, some interesting way they shot it, wide frame, whatever. Uh I can't even begin to approximate. Um, So I was like, well, if nothing else, there'll be this visual component and that'll be really satisfying and that'll be cool to look at. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, spoiler alert, it is it, it's a, just a Tom, it's a Tom Cruise movie. It's even less than Moon because Tom like Cruise. The central, the central hook of it is Moon's hook. Like you can't just, it's a, a movie from four years ago that's great and not like a tiny indie thing. You yeah, can't that's just true. make a big budget version of that and rip off its main plot point. But you know what's so funny? I find Tom Cruise so distracting as a... I don't understand how he's a movie star anymore because he's just Tom Cruise all the time. Right. So yeah. like, I didn't even... I loved Moon and I didn't think about it once because I was just in there going, you're never going to be anyone but Tom Cruise yes. to me. This could be Vanilla Sky with different outfits. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he always does the same thing. There was the running with those splayed hands <laughs> and then the jumping in front of an explosion. <laughs> like, it's always the same shit. Yeah, how did you? How did he learn that Tom Cruise movie run he does? It's He's like t- not nobody runs that from Zenu. <laughs> oh, also, I'm sorry. It's also the Daniel Craig run, I think, though. I think it's the James Bond Daniel Craig run. It's kind of like high, just high blade, knees and just blade the, hands. The hands yeah. are totally flat. I guess maybe and, you guys just aren't cool with the way handsome dudes run. <laughs> yeah, this looking, sounds like to me a little bitter. There's a lot of jealousy here. A little yeah. bitter, a little jealous. <laughs> I ain't jealous. Daniel Craig's beat. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, you're high as a kite right now. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm picking Daniel Craig to be in my capsule with me. I'm saying. On fire with the I have to say, actually, a specific fetish of mine is Daniel Craig running in a suit. (laughs) Okay? That is a thing that I'm into now. Away from you. Is that a thing you love? Slamming the door. How dare you twist it that way? (laughs) Looking back over his shoulder in fear. How dare you? In fear? What the fuck?
fuck? Well, what is he running towards you? That he has to stop when he gets to you? Is he running past you? I, the... I don't care what direction he's going in. I could watch it on a loop and then just jerk it to that. He doesn't, it doesn't have to be in real life. But in real life, yes, I prefer that he is running towards me. Okay, and then, then the, stopping. Would it be romantic, though, if a guy was running towards you at like 40 miles an hour? Yeah. <laughs> if it was Daniel Craig in a suit, yeah. At I'd first cope. you're like, ooh, it's Daniel Craig. Oh my God, he's yeah. not going to stop. Olympic sprinter Michael Johnson. He just Johnson. smacks yeah. right into you. Yeah, awesome. like one of those like uh, re- lovers reuniting scene in a movie, but instead of like slowing down as they approach, it's just full speed collision. Hey, whatever. What, however, I got to take it. You know what I mean? Are you going to have him in your capsule? How many people do we get? I don't know. Tom Hanks the actual... is there to hang with. He's a problem solver. He's practical, but okay. he's also fun. He's never going to piss you off. He's never annoying. And he's there to like high five you. That's so a... he's my bro. Okay. So that's my Sam. What's his name? Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Because how many... he can dance. Super hilarious. Super hilarious. Can he dance? How do you know that? How, he's in like con- dances in confessions of dangerous mind and yeah. a bunch of stuff. Oh. So many movies where he'll do yeah. he'll like cut a rug and it's yeah. so awesome. Oh. He's it's awesome. Wait, how many people did we get? I was just saying two or three. Let's say three. Like a card table full of people. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm guessing your Mars mission. So it's maybe gonna be like Tom Hanks. I don't know who my other dude. I mean, Daniel Craig's I mean, up there. I don't know if he's like do my you, number one. Do you one even boner, have like dude. kidding aside? Do you even have friends in your life right now you can think of who you think you wouldn't get sick of? Thirty days confinement. In the same exact tiny space, I'll day say and night. Ch- Chip Hope. I will. How, let's come Chip on. Hope. Former oh, guest Chip Hope. Yeah, because I think you and I both. It's like the one dude we spend the most time. It with. is. It's so funny. Yeah. Thank God. And I traveled along. a ton with him. <laughs> yeah. So I think I could do that. I've only traveled a little, but I knew once we had this weekend because he and I shared a room in at Bridgetown. Yeah. And it was so there was. Because I'm super messy, like I'm like a crazy baby that I walk in the door and immediately start throwing my shit in every direction. <laughs> and Chip is so clean and yeah. contained and like everything in its place. So I was like, I might piss him off. Like this could be the weekend that that breaks it all apart for right. us. But we just aren't. He's everything rolls he's off his back. Easy he's to get just along with. yeah. He's the easiest person in the world to get along with, and yeah. he's super up. Like anytime I'd be like, oh, that was any kind of slight complaint or thing. He'd be like, I don't know. I thought it was kind of this. And then I'd be like, you're right. It is. (laughs) That's my favorite thing about him, though. It's like he I've known him and you've known him way longer than me. But even in like the six years I've known him, he's never talked shit about somebody one time. Like, I'm not joking. Like, he will not say anything bad about anybody. Even Gallagher. (laughs) <laughs> okay, maybe Gallagher. <laughs> but yeah, and also another courtesy he does when he travels with you, takes dumps in the lobby. Goes oh, to yeah, the hotel right. lobby to take a dump so it's not going to foul up the whole room. <laughs> that made me laugh because that's the, a solid this traveler This is like right one there. extended uh, Yelp review of Chip <laughs> as, as a travel How companion. How about six stars from <laughs> yeah. April and Karen? Uh, because the door, I was super worried about that because I, of course, didn't think about it until we got there. And the door on the bathroom was like a pull out of the wall out door, the yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is insanely not pri- you might as well just all be in the same room and right. so I was just kind of thinking about it like this could be insanely revealing in a way that yeah, I didn't yeah, yeah. think about and the first like morning Chip's like see you later I'm going downstairs and I was like you're a champion among yes, men that's what I'm saying yeah so yeah he's a solid traveler you gotta have somebody who's gonna think about when and where they're taking dumps away from the crew <laughs> like someone who's gonna like open up a hatch and do it out of the space <laughs> yeah I mean preferably <laughs> I mean you just want somebody who's already got a game plan right, yeah, right. when it comes to that he's okay. thinking big picture yeah for sure yeah. so a like, good dancer guy who can run well in suits and guy who plans his dumps well are they the main yeah but also that's how nasa he, decides astronauts also so that's, Chip, that's a, when we con- worked on rosie together chip was like it was bleak it was rough going yeah. everyone was you were writers bombed. on rosie's show for on, yeah on the, the one show. that that 
the short-lived one, right? Yes, the one yeah. that was on the OWN channel. On OWN. And it was rough. It was like the whole thing was it was it was bad from the beginning and really it was the hardest job I've ever had. And Chip Hope would literally at the end of the day I would be sitting at my desk like, you know that feeling when jobs are going badly and you feel like you're shaking from inside. It's that kind of like <laughs> I might come apart type yeah. of feeling. And then Chip would stick his head in It'd be like 8.30 at night. And Chip would stick his head in and start doing a sketch, a one-man sketch. Like, uh, he would do fake commercials for, like, B-quality uh, like or C-quality honey. He's like, why does it all have to be A? Uh, you know, like, <laughs> A, I can't even do it. I can't even recreate it. But it was the most charming, hilarious thing because I was like, oh, I'm breaking all these people's souls. Like, right. it's my responsibility and there's nothing I can do. And then Chip would just, like, check in, like, here's a little sketch. I'm fine. <laughs> and he was, he was always like, it's fine. I'm fine. I'm like, how are you doing this? You're removing your glasses from your face with your shaking hand as he's like doing this thing. It was crazy. It was so awesome. You're the best, Chip. Keep it up if you're listening. You're number one. And go back and listen to episode uh, 40 with Chip Pope, I believe it was. Does he know a lot about know. science? Uh, he didn't no. know much. We've only ever had like two actual scientists on the show. That's oh, the good. hook of the show. Gallagher was getting mad at that too. I'm like, well, this is sort of the conceit of the show. Is like we talk about some science stories, but we also but just I like how he got mad at shit. that because he always steered yeah, he, it away from science. He wasn't trying science. to either. Yeah. It was Excuse not me. What do you know? A photon? <laughs> uh, what was that thing he was talking about? He was, he was that- trying to make some point as if anybody's even arguing about how. Uh, Cell phone? First of all, the weirdest thing was he was mad at the concept of particle wave duality. <laughs> Me too. Do you know about like how electrons behave sometimes like a particle and sometimes like a wave? Um, Absolutely not. I'm sorry, photon. I, hold on. Let me, Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm, you got me. Because there's, as far as I know, there's no, uh, there's no, there's no, what's the word, controversy about particle wave duality, but it feeds into his whole shtick about like America's got to have it both ways, the spoon fork and uh, everything's this and this. There's no only thing absolute in America is vodka. And we're like, uh, farts, okay. ten yeah. farts. Um, <laughs> it's so bad. Well, actually, no, so particle wave, wave duality is actually a part of quantum <laughs> mechanics. So this goes to what you're saying, but it's the it postulates that all particles exist both as waves and particles. So and they, Americans, they that's their decision. That's, we're, yeah. we're controlling that. That's, we voted that in. It's Gallagher's assertion. Yeah, so just in some ways they behave like particles, in other ways like waves. And he was trying to say, no, it's just a wave. I've figured it out. You sound like Hugh Hauser, first of all. That was not Gallagher. In California, there's particles (laughs) and waves. Too soon, R.I.P. What school did Gallagher go to? He went to University of South Florida. Watermelon. That's the U of W. Why don't you get Huey Lewis on here? That motherfucker went to MIT. No, he went true? to Cornell Engineering. Oh, he went to Cor- oh. Dude, that's what Huey I- Lewis no will be way. my third guy. <laughs> oh, oh, good no, no, no. Listen, this is, this Huey Lewis went to Cornell at 16. No. Total genius. Biggest dick dropped, ever. Yeah, I saw that. Dropped, dick out, dropped out of Cornell. So what? He got in at like 16. Cornell Engineering graduate sitting right doesn't, here. Oh, Huey Lewis. It doesn't matter. Dropouts. It doesn't matter. Oh, no, oh, sorry. Guy. Did he drop out to go have a bunch of hit songs? Okay. Sound decision, Huey. Good job. Did you have to drop out so you can carry your big dick around to sing some hit jams to the world? Because then I co-sign. 
That's going to be the captain of my ship, Huey Lewis. I said this on on Fun Employment Radio while I was in Portland. I said said that I wanted to have Huey Lewis on, but now I take it back. Huey, offer rescinded. You're not welcome on the show. Bill Nye, you are welcome Wait, out of jealousy? What's happening? Let me tell you a story about Andy T. Wood, because look, I'll get deep in this, because Andy and I used to date, and he used to get genuinely jealous of Huey Huey Lewis. Lewis. (laughs) Like, for real, would get mad. I get it. He got a perfect 1600 on his ACT. Whenever I would even joke about it. Like, what? He dropped out of Cornell. I graduated like getting legit mad about but it. But can I, sorry, can I devil's advocate right now? Did you bring up Huey Lewis all the time? Yes, no, you did. I listen you love to him a lot. Uh, you think he's I the do hottest love guy alive. I don't think he's hot. That's crazy. Sports. Talk. What's your favorite Sports album? Sports is framed. Vinyl copy is framed on my wall at my apartment. Oh my God. That's a true story. <laughs> I do listen to it a lot. It's and one of like 30 framed ones. Just so you know, yeah, it's not I have only a ton. Huey Lewis. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's not like say, crazy. And I but, wouldn't have guessed it. Just when it would come up, and like if I was just joking with somebody, or if I made a joke about, you know, it, how Huey Lewis always comes up. <laughs> it doesn't. He doesn't. My life. Yeah. And he, but you, he would get mad like it was a real dude. I could really go I'm out. I'm just with. saying, Huey, you you get your work cut out for you if you want to come on this podcast. Oh, no. oh, you got right. some I think it's very sweet. I think it's very sweet. Anyway, so he'll be in my uh, spaceship. He'll be in your spaceship yeah, capsule. Dude. Wait, so is that your all of yours? Who do I? Ha- I only have <laughs> Sam Rockwell right my now. My spaceship don't I? is Tom Hanks, Chip Pope. Daniel Craig and Huey Lewis. <laughs> Let's go to Mars, hey, fellas. Come on, sausage party on Mars. <laughs> um, wait, so wait. I They've have Chip Pope and Sam to... Rockwell. Okay. One right? more. Yeah. yeah. Who, or did you also want Daniel Craig? Who's your hot dude? Um, well, Sam, Sam Rockwell is hot. He also serves as a hot dude? He's a hot dancer, dude. Okay. Um, um, I need a little... We need some party people, though. Like, who's... Um, Andrew WK. <laughs> 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 Some totally positive tweets the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, you are space to eat pizza all the time in your spaceship. Uh, oh God, I don't know. It's okay. You don't really. Have this. I really the want listeners like you know what I'm, this podcast. I know exactly. They're like can't this is all a bullshit. third person. There's some serious nerds out there. They're like, this is not the, the <laughs> use yeah. of this podcast. No, that's fine. By the way, I did look. I don't know how I missed this in the first line, but uh, the University of Washington is where the team is doing this research on this new kind of uh, propulsion system with funding from NASA. And um, they are estimating that it's it's one of 10 projects um, that are similar. And uh, let's see, it's one of 10 projects that got stage two funding from this NASA program, which awarded $600,000 to provide a proof of concept of this over the next 18 months. And they say a working spacecraft could be ready as soon as 2020. Wow. So awesome stuff. P- start planning your 30-day companions, guys, because we're all uh, going to be going. Paul Danke. Paul Danke. Oh I love God. him. He's my, f- I, we're He's like my favorite new guy. best friends. Because I didn't know him until I did Comedy Garage like five days before I left for Bridgetown. He and we met and we were just dude. immediately like, hi, best friend. And we totally hung at all the after parties. He's the Funniest. He's the he's great. best dude. He's so good. He's so, so good. funny. Yeah. Listeners, go look up Paul Danke. Yeah, yeah hilarious. Cool person. Oh, now I'm not. Now you're making me rethink my shit because I would have Danke on my <laughs> spacecraft. Yeah, you went a little celeb on yours. I mean, what if Daniel Craig is just like a big bitch? 
Yeah, but I mean, I'm not trying to talk to him. You're not. You know what I'm saying? Well, there won't be a lot of talking going on. <laughs> just pouting in the corner. Days so it's going to be, wait a second, wait a second. So Huey Lewis and Tom Hanks just have to look away while you and Daniel Craig, because you're all no, in the No, they're probably going to want to watch. Is it like a... <laughs> they're probably going to look at us. Is it an I Dream of Genie style capsule where it's quite small? Oh, yeah. I think oh. they'll be... I mean, well, I don't know. What am I saying? <laughs> I just made up a spaceship <laughs> and then described it to you. Okay, it looks like... The, it's got kind of like some wood paneling No, remember, it's the size of a Russian parking lot. Are there pillows? Yeah. Oh, so many floating pillows. <laughs> it's just a hookah bar in space. Hookah? Wait, speaking it's of a that. Hookah bar. It's a hookah. Speaking of that, hookahs, there's actually one of the stories is about hookah smoke that we were gonna, I was going to talk about this week. Uh, but as we'll get into that, hookah smoke, it turns out, delivers lots of carcinogens and carbon monoxide. It may be even worse for you in some ways than cigarettes. Um, they, may be consider- they might be considerably more dangerous than previously thought. And an analysis of those who smoke from them three times a day finds that they deliver more carbon monoxide and benzene a carcinogen than does smoking half a pack of cigarettes a day what is the point of hookah i always thought it was i've never done it i always thought it's it was because it was flavored yeah. so you don't get like a buzz or anything well, I right think it still has nicotine. why would you do it three times a day just eat something flavored well, that was just the, the study they did they had <laughs> you know 13 they had hurt 13 healthy volunteers all smokers who use both cigarettes and hookahs um, which I don't know how that makes them healthy volunteers, uh, but they smoked only a hookah for four days, and then after a week with no restrictions, only cigarettes, and they averaged three water pipe sessions or eleven cigarettes a day. I don't know why you'd have reason to have three water pipe sessions. You just love sitting Indian style, yeah. like you're exactly. just like, oh, I just got to relax again, right? After this, I feel like they should have moved on to a breath, stu- like a bad breath study. Yeah. All these people <laughs> in this crew. Well, it is but, very, it's presentational, like it's hookah bars, right? And yeah, like everybody's I mean, sitting around doing it. It's ceremonial. Yeah. You want people to see you doing it. It's not like you're at work and you're like, I gotta go. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's grab why it's like thinking of people who you, in the study. You're like people who do it up to three times a day, and it's like. It's like that kids in the hall sketch, that girl drink drunk sketch. Girl drink drunk. Oh, yeah, it's totally yeah, where it's like yeah. you got to leave work early to go to the hookah bar, like to smoke it three it, times a day. It a hookah? A hookah. Is it, what is it? I don't think well, it's that's hookah. Why, that's why you were making fun of me for saying hookah. I thought it was hookah. Because you thought it was hookah? I've never heard someone say hookah. I say but. hookah. Oh, in my know. in my day to day life, I've probably said that word out loud four times in my life. If, if you said hookah bar, I would assume you going to get a like a, a hookah, a Bostonian, a Bostonian a prostitute. Yeah. Oh, okay, the best well, kind hookah. of prostitute. I'm sorry, a New England hookah. New England lady of the hookah. night. Uh, actually, they did do breath tests. Uh, they did urine tests and showed that the volunteers uh, had higher benzene levels when they were smoking hookahs or hookahs. Um, no, go hookah. And they also showed higher <laughs> levels of pyrene, um, PAH. And uh, that's for all from all the Drakkar Noir that they were <laughs> around everybody around. And then they did breath tests and found that carbon monoxide levels were two and a half times greater in the hookah group than the cigarette group. So if you thought you were doing and, they, and actually they did find some traces of nicotine in the system enough that they think it could be also addictive. So it does deliver some nicotine, too, which I guess is part of the So it does give you a buzz. It. A slight buzz. I mean, I've only done it like tiny. once. I feel like I did it once in the late 90s. I was living in outside of Sacramento. And this is like the heyday of like third wave ska revival and swing dancing and shit. Hookah <laughs> was part Wait, of that? City? I don't know. Davis? It was, uh, I, sorry, you, I lived in Folsom. I worked at Intel oh, for a little while. That's like, actually a sweet town. As an internship. It was pretty cool. Um, but we'd go to like, uh, I guess Old Town maybe. I don't know what, what parts of town we go to. But um, yeah, I, I went to hookah bar with one of the guys I worked with who was like full on living the dream about swing dancing, you know, like. <laughs> right, like he was like, like a cherry poppin' yeah. daddy's guy. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't think it did anything <laughs> he for was me. living the dream. <laughs> 
<laughs> he was, was throwing girls weird, all over the map. That was such a weird, really brief. It was like 18 months of that, and then it was just gone. It was like 97, halfway through 98 or something, and then... Then the Gap commercial, then it was over. Right. Yeah, yeah. it was so... Did you guys ever... Have you ever swing danced? Fuck no. Not even tried it once? First of all, I think it's swung danced. Swung. Is the right tense, and no, With totally hooker? not. Absolutely not. But you're a little bit of Even that. though I look like it. Yeah. Like I never. I don't live it though. Yeah, it's super not a lifestyle for me. Would, Absolutely you have not. A fantasy? I wasn't even in on that revival. Like I was not into really? that at the time. I was into ska in high school, but like not that third wave, sh- like the English beat and the specials and stuff like that. Like yeah. I was super not into like, you know, whatever. Save Ferris? Yeah. No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Did you guys hear about the, the one man <laughs> Jerry Poppin Daddy's cover band called Zoot Suit Wyatt? Mm-hmm. Did you make that up? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you say a tweet out loud and realize that was meant to be just a tweet and that was it. Isn't that that, that was... strange line between yeah. tweets and jokes? I know how Gallagher felt with the algorithms <laughs> joke now. I feel for you, bud. I feel for you. That that lack of laughter, it's when you can... I think that's what was making him mad. He could hear people holding their breath. Yeah. Yeah. Like, people were intentionally not making noise after he spoke. Like, they were giving him silence. Yeah. It was, in the same way you give laughter. They were laughter. forcing, right. forcing right. silence at him as a response. And he didn't I think, like it. I think when he performs, he probably gets a laugh when he says something like, is it the tall, handsome, or the... I bet there's some people in those audiences who oh, laugh fuck, at that. Yeah. And he's yeah, so it's encouraging that I don't know. I did I saw him do April and I both saw him. Yeah, I was about not to, say, to make I this don't... all about <laughs> we saw a three hour show he did. Yeah. And and I was the, we were like we were live tweeting it, which is a little douchey, I'll admit. But um I was always trying to But find we only the did that after lining. he started saying cra- I mean he said crazy, racist, and sexist shit at that fair, show no, as well. We tweeted beforehand, should we live tweet this show? And someone said yes. You yeah, did so that. We, okay. And <laughs> you did but, that. so I would there were things that were offensive, like on our podcast, but then also he still had some good jokes that I was, and whenever he did, I would tweet about that. I'm like, okay, that's, that's, I like that. I like that. Cause I liked him growing up. Like I didn't have any reason not to when I was that age, when he was in the, in the eighties, when he was big on TV. So I don't know. I, uh, I was torn about it, but you didn't like it at all. The show we were at, you wanted to leave. I didn't, I, but I also did not grow up liking him. I mean, whatever. I didn't have discerning taste and I was like 10. I wasn't like this guy is, (laughs) but you didn't have some nostalgia. for I just, no, I totally wasn't into it though. Like I wasn't purposely watching him. And so, yeah, I had none of that nostalgia. And I also, I, he almost was immediately offensive to me and I'm not like easy to, I mean, I guess also offensive because it wasn't good. If it, you know, if it's a good joke, you're like, oh, it's a good joke. But Well, I think that's part of what was offending me. And it was less about, um, like, I was, I don't think I was overreacting to ra- the racist, sexist shit he was saying. Because you see people play those cards every once in a while. And you can kind of go, okay, I see you're tr- either trying to push a button or you're trying yeah, to right. appeal yeah. to a certain point. Yeah. Like, you can kind of intelligently parse things out. But he was doing stuff like just out of the blue just rants. calling the president a latte yeah. and then like people you you heard the room go mm, like shut down yeah. like you will get nothing from me for that even in shock and then he stood up and started yelling that's <laughs> yeah. when he got me where I was just like oh dude like you can't do this this material might appeal to this like a big crowd where people are anonymous and they're like oh, I can finally laugh because I'm a racist or whatever yeah. but right. like here in this room in Portland like yeah, know your room. know your like, room four, yeah, yeah, yeah it only fits 30 or 40 people yeah maybe. and it's yeah. and it's comedy connoisseurs and it's portland where people are like they're they're not ha- they don't have shit like yeah, that yeah. yeah i mean they they don't they won't entertain that i don't think but then I, it forced him to make that move I, I have you know when you make some dumb joke at a party or something that doesn't land like you can either like acknowledge defeat 
or you double down, yeah. you know, and you keep pressing on it and act like that's what you always meant to do. And he's like, he had no, he's not going to back down. So he had to just double down on that stuff about Mexican culture and then yeah. keep going on it. Cause I listened to it again and it was 15 minutes of the podcast. Of talking about how they're they're not about tall height people. discrepancy, yeah. and then he tried to make it into like it wasn't his prejudice, but he was complaining about the prejudice in the other. I was like, wow, you, you could have just backed down right away, but uh, but right. but it started right away, so it was almost like he doubled down thirty seconds yeah. in, and then yeah. he's just painted into a corner, and he's then he's what like a gonna rabid do? animal. Yeah. yeah, that was well. I guess we probably milked this Gallagher thing. Yeah, enough. really. Anyhow, science. <laughs> oh, I should mention that listen, listener Daniel Frana sent in the article about the the um, fusion engines, fusion fuel that will speed up the trip to Mars. So thank you for sending that in. And if you have other ideas for or for topics or questions about things we've done, criticism, um, more opinions on Gallagher, go ahead and <laughs> tweet them at probably Have you gotten Science. a lot of emails about that? Not emails, but lots of tweets, tons of tweets. People seem to like it by and large, which is good. Like no one's, be, like, I think they knew that it was, it was a tough, you have we a had a work clan following? <laughs> they like what we did with it. They like right. what happened, how it was Stormfront tweeted us and said, great job, <laughs> yeah, totally. everybody. Westboro Baptist said God <laughs> loves us. Yeah, We're going to pick it how much yeah. we love that podcast. I also got an article sent to me by a friend of mine, Eric Williams, I went to college with, who is a postdoc at MIT. And that article details the first ever mapping of every cell in the brain of a fish larva. So for the first time ever, um, scientists at HHMI's Genelia Farm Research Campus, uh, Misha Ahrens and Philip Keller, used high-speed light sheet microsc- microscopy to image the activity of 80% of the neurons in the brain of a fish larva at speeds of a whole brain every 1.3 seconds. So every 1.3 seconds, they mapped everything that's going on in every single cell of this animal's brain, and the- which is, to our knowledge, the most the first technology that achieves whole brain imaging of a vertebrate brain at cellular resolution with speeds that approximate the actual speed of neural activity somewhat. So getting towards the point where we might be able to map out everything that's happening in your brain and therefore have everything that is you. God, I hope so. Captured. Because I have epilepsy. And the first thing they said when I was first diagnosed, because I got it like late, late onset. Mm-hmm. And they just say, unless you have brain surgery to, to exploratory brain surgery, to try to find out why you have it, you just won't ever know. And so it could be like I hit my head when I was little and it wow. it took my third wave of brain growth for it to kick in. It could have been the diet pills that I took when I was 27 and drank like an insane fish um, <laughs> combination that gave me some kind of damage. It could be all these things, but they just simply don't know. And I've had wow. um, MRIs, CAT scans, whatever the one is that you actually see the picture. So And there's no like overt scarring. So like the idea of that is fascinating because they could actually someday, but I probably will be 80 when it happens. But yeah. I love that idea because the idea that the brain is the one thing we don't know the most about. Yeah. And what makes us everything. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like where, why don't we focus on that a little bit more? Right. I'd appreciate it. Personally. I didn't even think about it from the standpoint of, of disease detection. I'm not even sure if that was the point as much as like to figure out the actual workings. Of, that's what fascinates me is if, if you map out theoretically, if you map out everything that's happening in a brain, doesn't that mean you can make a one as in a, you know, right. giant set of computers, but you could just mimic the activity of that and create, would that create consciousness? You know, what would the, yeah if you could just do that? I don't know. That's not from the article. That's just my silly rambling. Because you're but. into world domination. That's yeah. what you're trying that to like do. like the singularity I just want to become, yeah, I want to just, Ray Kurzweil style, I want to become a, a robot. I just want to put my brain in <laughs> you something. You will. You're Thank halfway you. there. Yeah, Emotionally, right? I'm there already. I'm April, I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Do you want to become a robot someday, April? No. You can if you can build your own robotic exoskeleton. What would it look like? I don't know. Why? Why? What? Okay, okay. What is the you're, you're on your deathbed. You're on your deathbed. Laser eyes. And there's this technology. The doctor says we can do this scan of your head, and it'll figure out everything that happens. You in mean your to brain. live forever is the appeal? Like, but you'd live forever as like. Uh, and this isn't again. This isn't. This is just pure. Science. This isn't pure science. <laughs> this is an article. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe it's gonna happen eventually. Um, but yeah, you, we could we can mimic the activity that's happening in your brain, so your consciousness will exist in some. Oh yeah, I've told. I've talked about this at length with or, my. Yeah, we talked about. Um, no, you wouldn't take it. I don't think that I would. I got to be honest. I, the idea of living forever, regardless of what form it's in, kind of terrifies me. Yeah, it kind of does. And so even if it is like implanting my brain into like, I don't know, a healthy body that'll live longer or a robot body or whatever, I just don't. It kind of terrifies me. Yeah. No, I think I'm, I'm in the same boat. Living forever is almost scarier than, than the thought not. of dying. Yeah. 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 It, it kind also, of is. That makes me think of like, you know, when you something happens and you remember it and you're like, this was the most amazing thing and you retell it and it's like the best memory. And then by chance, someone has a video of it and you rewatch it and it was like super plain and you, yeah. didn't, you didn't, yeah, you and didn't I, necessarily love it. That's what that makes me think of where it's like, this life is pretty amazing and great. And I think because of the Because it's finite. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. That, that's why. And you appreciate it more. If you knew you're going to live forever, like everything would be mundane. And I don't think that you would make the effort to make those memories or retain them because you would just be like, well, I'm going to have infinity more of these it would it would dull out a a lot of stuff but it also like it just makes me think of like i mean this might be super negative this is so anti-chip hope but it also (laughs) is that kind of thing of like is it that great that you want to live for like right i think people get so caught up in that thing of like i don't want to die that it's like yeah but i mean there's i don't know well i think that's kind of nice to close it out oh totally come to a conclusion well and i think the fear i mean that's just fear i don't want to die either but that's only because i don't know what's going to happen after that happens not because I don't want this life to end, if that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I think, and also there's so many weird, like what age would you be that you would live forever in? You like, do you know what I'm saying? It's almost like a vampire thing where it's like, well, at the age you're bit, is that what you are going to be Well, I mean, but you have just consciousness. So, I mean, you'd be the age, however your brain's working at the point that we copy it, I guess, would be how the brain continues to work. And they could build some kind of, the body would be... If you can get to that point, I'm sure science can just build a body however you want the it. The body right, is automatically also... Mia Jovovich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, in that case, yes. Fine. Yeah. No, I'll, but... I'll be her. Yeah. Just... <laughs> I don't know. There's so many questions like that. Because then also, too, if it's like, is your brain going to continue to develop? Like, if, if it's right now, like I'm 34 as of two days from now. So is it going to be my brain at 34 and it's not going to mature any more than that? Is it going to, or is it going to continue to develop even though it was like, frozen at that time for living forever purposes yeah, well, that's what i don't or, know about. i mean I am i still going to be able to learn or is it like i'm no just going to be stuck at 34 so there's like oh. but, a, but a computer can uh, can quote, quote unquote learn and mature so i mean if you're just modeling it it, it would continue on the way that this reminds me works. of why i hated ai so much <laughs> <laughs> this conversation because it's it goes fun. on for a thousand years well also it's just it does it lends this odd hopeless quality to the technology of the future it mm-hmm. makes me feel like the wrong it's going to get into the wrong people's hands yeah. and it's just going to be like everyone live forever and yeah. be a yeah. model and all these things that like have nothing to do with humanity like yes. it starts right. to boil things down yes. and actually remove the things that make 
life magical and good. Like the, the best case scenario is also the worst case scenario, kind mm-hmm. of. Like if it all goes into plan and they're able to do that, like that's kind of awful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think no overall living forever is super unappealing. It's, it's overrated. And yeah. the, the idea of it. Highlander alone, we should have all learned <laughs> yeah. that it's just it's well, a drag. One person. Right. We right. There can only be one. Only, yeah. <laughs> one person should be able to. So this paper comes out at a time when there's a lot of uh, discussion on this topic um, because there is a uh, project called the Brain Activity Map, or BAM, that's funded by Emerald Goss. No, I... Uh, <laughs> wow. It's a project that's Tons being... Dis- <laughs> it's being discussed at the White House and could be NIH's next, quote, big science project for the next 10 to 15 years. And the details of uh, the Brain Activity Map's exact goals and a clear roadmap and timeline to achieve them have yet to be presented but from what its proponents have described in a recent science paper, the main aspiration of the project is to improve understanding of the whole neural circuits uh, working at the cellular level in our brain. So yeah, bam, I like figure that. Figure it all out, bam. Get Look in there. Up. They shoot cayenne pepper into your head, <laughs> and then. And they did. They did make some interesting discoveries um, in this fish larvae, fish larva scan. Uh, and they found activity patterns measured at the cellular level that span large areas of the brain, pointing to the existence of broadly distributed functional circuits, so things that don't just take place locally but are spread out. My discovery in this is that fish larvae have brains. They have brains. <laughs> They're pretty small. I mean, you can see the They're picture deep. here. But that's pretty incredible. I mean, to think that we could be able to do that for humans at some point. And then uh, make the whole world into a hellish uh, post-apocalyptic <laughs> wasteland. Real, one big real doll yeah. world. Yeah. Uh, it's just Oblivion. <laughs> the movie Oblivion. <laughs> Uh, By the way, we had a, a list or not listener, a Rhea, Butcher, Rhea Butcher. Why can't I talk today? I don't know. I haven't slept enough. Bridgetown. Um, Rhea Butcher, who was a guest with Cameron Esposito a few weeks back, she tweeted at me. Uh, do you guys watch Game of Thrones? No. Yes. You don't? Uh, Super not into wizards or dragons or swords or anything that had those. Jamie Lannister. Is that the actor or character? Character. Character. Okay. She tweeted about, about the similarity that we have, which I don't see. And that dude is also in Oblivion. Do you oh, see it? I don't see it. The Kingslayer? She thinks you look like him? Yeah. Jamie. If you grew a beard, you would look like him. No, no, no. Jamie Lannister. He doesn't have a beard, does he? Uh, Hold on a second. I think so. Hold on a second while Andy one... looks up who he looks I like. I think he... <laughs> this is interesting he's the one that... everyone. Sleeps with his sister, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pushes the kid out the window. Yeah. First episode. Um. Oh, maybe he doesn't have a beard. The last episode, he had a bunch of mud on his face the whole time. So oh, maybe okay. that's why I'm. Confused. I do like to wear a mud mask sometimes. <laughs> you take care of your skin. Of uh, I love Rhea Butcher. I just did a show with her the other night. She's so hilarious. Yeah, that put your hands together show was super funny. By the way, oh listeners, yeah, if you guys want to catch up on things that happened at Bridgetown, if you weren't there, uh. There are a bunch of podcasts that were recorded there. Um, we will post them all at, at bridgetowncomedy.com. But for now, if you look up Put Your Hands Together, that's the weekly show at UCB that Cameron Esposito hosts. That's always recorded as a podcast. And they recorded their whole show at the last night of Bridgetown, which had Karen and myself, um, Seth Herzog, Reggie Watts, all these comics. You can hear the full show if you just look up Put Your Hands Together on iTunes. That was a great show. Check that out. Also, uh, go back and listen to the Gallagher episode if you haven't, because otherwise this... <laughs> There's no way you'd listen to this episode and not that one, I think, because this would make no sense. Yeah, you'd need a little bit of... But for the full experience, go look up the the Walking the Room episode that he did, because I also watched that, and that was not... It didn't get into race as much. It was just kind of about... Like, he, he went from... His three appearances at, at the festival, in order, went uh, sad, offensive, and then sort of charming. Like, his first one, it was just really, really depressing. He's talking about how he's, like, ready to die. He's preparing himself, giving away all of his things Holy to his kids shit. to avoid paying That's estate kind of, he's taxes. He's not even that old. 
Yeah, I don't know why you'd be... Yeah. He's not like deathbed old. Yeah. You know what's funny, too? It's like, I remember when... Cause uh, and it wasn't that long ago when I kind of just didn't understand what podcasts were and I didn't listen to them and I did I was always like comics you know um, taping themselves talking is the saddest thing I've ever heard <laughs> and I feel like maybe there's a little bit of that for him he I don't think he understood what he was coming into he didn't get to do any big kind of crazy presentational shows he didn't get to be the kind of comic that he's used to being oh, no he didn't want to no but I mean he didn't know he just this was like a totally new land yeah and yeah. i think because thinking that he was this headliner of the ages that he would just be fine that these are just the kids and he was going to come in and tell the kids how it was right and instead the very humbling the experience turf. yes and it's yeah. like no these are adults and they're all comics and they all like know you and they know a bunch of other stuff and like to me uh, that that point. was like later on when my rage died down and I was just kind of like oh because I talked tons of shit about him on Janet Varney's podcast because oh, I was still yep. still mad about it which was a fun that was a fun one but um because I just that kind of blatant racism is like it just isn't funny to me yeah. racism and that kind of condescension that's what it is yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like I know everything and then say the most <laughs> ignorant possible thing that you can say right um just insanity but uh that's it started thinking about that where it's like oh you thought you were stepping onto this stage but you actually stepped into this whole yeah. arena that you have no experience in that's a perfect analogy yeah I, I I know he didn't want to do any shows because um his manager said he was only gonna do podcasts because he convinced them that that's just like that's press it's not performance you know and so maybe he just thought it was going to be you know a, a junket style thing where it's just like, it's like impossible to get us. a bad review or yeah, something I mean, yeah and he know. ends up getting the worst press ever yeah but uh it was an experience we got through it and matt and i both <laughs> managed to find a way to make make it through an hour so also i love matt it's kershen right kershen yeah um i've always heard his name but i met him for the first time in bridgetown and that guy is so fucking funny and like the look on his face like i would love to see him actually get like rattled somehow because yeah. it doesn't seem possible oh, yeah. it, like didn't even register no he always had that pleasant little and they'd just be like well, that's true in some ways. And then we also have this story. It was just like the funniest. Um, I, I don't even know that he's, he was like the two of you were the perfect kind of bookends for that situ- situation. What did my face look like? Cause I, I had lots of silent moments. Nervous where, laughter. Yeah. It was, it was just kind of, yeah. kind of funny, but then also like, okay, like yeah. it was almost like, well, we invited you. We can't be mad right, at you. Right, right. It, was, not it, was, gonna... it was a nice politeness, okay. you know? And I'm glad that Peter did sort of, hold them accountable because I wasn't going to like I wasn't going to be like that's not right so that was that well thank you guys so much for being on today I'm sorry that we didn't have a fourth chair here yeah I'm sorry it was just us we filled that fucking chair (laughs) what a bummer Brooks is Brooks is passed out in Runyon Canyon he never texted me back (laughs) in Runyon Canyon he did not drive around and look for him at all the public parks in Los Angeles if you're live and listening to this somehow a week later if if wherever you are you're able to get podcasts but you haven't gotten back home yet (laughs) when this goes up uh, logic flaw Brooks I miss you we all miss you and Matt Matt will be back soon um so yeah, do do keep listening. Uh, from now on, we won't talk about Gallagher anymore, but just go back to <laughs> full-on half-comedy, half-bullshittery. But um, do you guys have any shows coming up you want to plug? This is going up tonight on the 29th. Um, I'm going to plug my podcast, which is called oh, yes. Go Bayside, which will have zero overlap with science people, but it's for people well, who watched Saved by the Bell growing up. If you watch Saved by the Bell, <laughs> you'll like my podcast. 
It's pretty funny. She brings people on. They watch an episode together, and then and do then we a just critical deconstruction. Yeah, of it the, is. That's it's, hilarious. You, you, I would like for you to be on it. I would love time. to because you know I've only seen like two seconds of that show. Like, oh, it's oh, nice. I've never seen a better. whole episode. Howard had never seen it, and his episode is one of the funniest ones because he's just like, "What the fuck is this show?" Yeah. So yeah, it's called Go Bayside. GoBayside.tumblr.com. <laughs> That's awesome. Also on iTunes. You're you're blowing up with that thing. That thing took kind off of real quick. Yeah. It's kind of exciting. Like somebody at work today was like, yeah, a friend of mine who's like not into comedy at all came up to me and was like, oh my God, you work with the girl who does Go Bayside. And I'm like, <laughs> when I started, I'm like, everybody's going to clown on me because it's just like in 2013 watching Saved by the Bell, but it's been kind of shocking how many people are like closet fans of yeah, the show. No, the last time, the last job at, at Rosie, my... I, um, some of the PAs were there was a test we gave why did we do that it was some kind of te- it was a bit we were trying to do for the audience and it was a test about um, that show and they got into the biggest fight because it was like the tiniest detail it was some episode of who was the teacher that did this I would have known whatever. it I would have known it and they were like all fighting and I came out of my office and I was just like I don't even know what you guys are talking about like it's a total generational thing sure. where I'm that much older that they were like what do you t- how could you not know and right. I feel like that's for me it's that kind of I don't even know cheers I guess or something like yeah. that but even that wasn't it wasn't trash culture it was like a good show you know and this yeah, is that's true. okay calm down <laughs> it's this a, hater this hater was on it trying to I'm shit so, on uh, it anyway I next neck where are your shows no wonder your love <laughs> where are your work? shows Karen <laughs> I'm going to be at the Meltdown with Allie Gertz. She's hot. She has an album coming out. And so she asked me, I think she's doing all music that night. Oh, cool. So that should funny be funny cool. music or just music music. It's, I believe funny. Oh, cause she's funny. Um, and then I'm doing on cabaret the next day, which is a, a restaurant called first and hope downtown hey, at eight o'clock. That's back. I didn't know that. The Uncab is back, and uh, yeah, she's been doing it for like a little over a year, and she's totally rebuilt her her following, and it, she gets really good crowds. It's awesome. It's like it actually is more more towards a cabaret feel oh, now because cool. it's in this cool restaurant, and um and she gets really cool, interesting people to come and do it. So nice. it's like your regular comics, and then some. There's always some fascinating, like Michelle Lee did it one time. I don't know if you know her. I don't from, know her. I believe she was on Falcon Crest. Oh wow. Or Dynasty. I can't, but. She She's an ama- She's originally a Broadway actress. She yeah. was in How to Succeed in Business, okay. um, and she came on and sang some songs. And she has the best singing voice I've ever heard in my life. It was she blew the doors off the place. She's incredible. Wow. She plays um, Ben Stiller's mother in Along Came Polly, a movie I forced myself to watch the ah. other night. I don't know why. Is that the one with um, where Jennifer Philip Anderson. Seymour Hoffman says he sharted? Yes. Ugh. Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> That's your review. Yes. That that yeah. is that's it. That's it. That's, that's actually that's perfect. Movie in a nutshell. Encapsulation. Yeah. And she has a ferret, maybe. Yes, of course. It's every terrible rom com yeah. element. And manic and yet, pixie dream girl. Yes, it's total yeah. manic pixie dream girl. They are both quite charming, but it's rotten. It's yeah. just like it's rotten. By the writing. numbers, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ferret. So, actually, and for listeners that don't know, you might uh, on Cabaret was was it like the first sort of big alt show in L A. Back in the I 90s, think it or was like one really of the first, pivotal, yeah. like a really important one. And imp- yeah, definitely a pivotal one. That was. I thought maybe you were going to have some story from that. Okay, whatever. So that's a good show. Go see I met. That. I mean, I met Dave Foley and Scott Thompson there. Which for me, this when I very first moved to LA, 
um, after I dropped out of, or actually got kicked out of Sac State, um, and my theater theater degree, I couldn't, I couldn't pull that off. So, uh, it's not an amazing thing that I don't know anything about science, (laughs) but, um, I moved to LA to do stand up and started doing that show and she just got this amazing kind of Beth Lapidus, right? Beth Lapidus is the host and she got all these different people. And one of the nights Dave Foley and Scott Thompson came down, one of them did a set or something. And I was out of my mind because in that one year between um, living in Sacramento and living in San Francisco, I was at my parents' house, and the only thing I did every day was watch Kids in the no, Hall totally. and tape it and rewatch, like get a new oh, episode I have every VHS day. VHS oh. tapes of like the marathons they would play. Yes, totally. I was, uh, like that theme song still makes me crazy. Oh my god! Uh, off mic, I got to tell you total stories because I know the guy who wrote that and the guy he was in my pen shadowy pal men from like, a shadowy planet. Yeah, Don Pyle was my pen pal when I was like thirteen oh. and made me Morrissey mixtapes. And I, it was like the best dude ever. I wrote Dave Foley a letter in that. So so I was 20, I think, and uh, I wrote him a fan letter to the C- CBC. Is that what it is? Yeah. Can- Canadian. And when I met him later, he said, I remember your family. Yes. Wow. It was crazy. I love them so much. So like that, the Uncabaret had that magical kind of like everything's coming together comedy yeah, magic yeah. to it for me anyway. That's great. Yeah. And you can follow Karen at Karen, at Karen Kilgariff on Twitter, and April is just AP, A-P-E-Y. Yeah. Right? AP. That's what Peter Serafinowicz would call you. I know. AP. What, you AP? mean my best friend? AP. Yeah. Are you going to the party, AP? That's, because every variation. call you AP? I know, like I'm going to go no. Yeah. But no, that's every variation of April is taken on every platform. There's like 10 of us in the world, is, and the other nine get to the usernames first. Did you try at April showers? Was that taken? That's, Your dominatrix. <laughs> Clearly, that's a porn star. <laughs> Clearly. Do you remember the time we were hanging out, and we were talking about like that, and like somebody we knew that was into that, and how I could do... I was like, I feel like I could be a dominatrix. I was like, I'll stomp on somebody's nuts for money. <laughs> for money. Because you, don't have, to feel, you don't have to was. feel like you've put yourself out there at all. Like, it's like, yeah. I was like that's, that's right. not that weird. I'd do no. that for money. Yeah. I'll do that for money. Yeah. Enough money. I don't know. That's just the thing I remember you. Maybe like, you shouldn't when you're recruiting uh, Tom Hanks, Daniel Craig, and Huey Lewis. Maybe don't tell them that part. I'm only going to do it for dudes who are into it. You have to ask me to it. stomp on your okay. nuts. I'm so not just like if do someone's it. just asleep yeah, in their you, space. No, space, no, no, no. Yeah, uh, that's assault. Bags, that's yeah. unethical. Yeah, that's not right. Okay. No, it's it's no good dominatrix would do that to anybody. Yeah, that is completely unethical. You have to ask me. Okay. Yeah. So listeners, if you want April to stomp on your nuts, tweet her <laughs> at, at AP. You can tweet us at Probably Science and uh, give us some reviews and ratings on iTunes so we have more than April's podcast. How did you guys already pass us in the number of reviews? I don't know. Probably because it's better. God damn it. I mean, ooh, <laughs> ooh. All right, listeners, you have a responsibility. It does help our uh, Only ratings and shit. So go give us some ratings Mine just appeals to uh, dumber people. I mean, it's a, it's a wider they slot. They can hear you. It's, I'm counting also, myself in that. If you, if you listen to April's podcast, she doesn't respect your intelligence. She just said that. So I go count to myself it. in Ooh, that. Numbers plummet. I watch TV instead of reading NASA.gov or whatever. Like, clearly, I'm including myself in that. I am dumb, is what I'm saying, everybody. And on that note, we will see you next week. Thank you for listening.